You are listening to the audio ministry for More Nations Church, Cardiff. Praise God. Right, would you turn in your Bibles, please, to Colossians chapter 1? And I have a couple of readers that are going to come and read for us this morning. So I think it's Alex first, if you'd like to come. Colossians chapter 1, and we're just going to read from verses 15 to 20. This is from the NIV, yeah? Great. He is the image of the, he is the image of the invisible God, yes, he is. the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, yes. things in he- things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. Come on, man. He is before all things, yes, and in is. him all things are held together. That's right. And he is the head of the body, Come on, the now. church. Yes. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, yes. so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Yes. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether all things on earth or in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Alex. Okay, if we can turn to Hebrews chapter 12, I think we have another wonderful reader coming for us. Hebrews chapter 12, just reading from verses 1 through to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Come on now. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Amen, amen. Can we have a big round of applause for Lois and for Alex, please? They're amazing. Praise God. I've got a very, very simple message for you this morning. And uh, I like things to be simple. Jesus, whenever he taught people, was simple in his teaching. And you know, the Holy Spirit, whenever the Holy Spirit speaks to you, he always speaks to you in simple ways that you can understand. So we're going to keep it short. We're going to keep it simple this morning. And the message is simply this. If we want to win, we have to fix our eyes on Jesus. Wonderful. Praise God. If we want to win... We have to fix our eyes upon Jesus. We're going to have a little bit of congregation participation this morning, if that's all right. Because we're not a religious people, you know. We're not a quiet people either, okay. So throughout, uh, as we're talking this morning, when I say the words, you don't need to look so scared, guys, it's all right. It's very simple. When I say the words, who are we going to fix our eyes on, I would like a thunderous response from everyone in the room, okay. It doesn't matter if you're saved or not, just join in, we'll have fun, Okay. Who are we going to fix our eyes on? I want you to shout back a thunderous response, Jesus, okay? Who are we going to fix our eyes on? Jesus! I don't think we need to practice that again. (laughs) Let's try it one more time, okay? Who are we going to fix our eyes on? Jesus! Okay, wonderful. We're going to fix our eyes on Jesus. That's great. You know, it's great just to say his name. Just to say the name of Jesus. It's wonderful just to speak his name. 
There is more power in the name of Jesus than a lot of us here know already. Who are we going to fix our eyes on? Jesus! Amen. Well, it's a lovely thing to say, isn't it? And you may have heard that before. But what does it actually mean? It's one of those things that we often say, but no one actually has a clue what does it actually mean to fix your eyes upon Jesus. Let me tell you what it means this morning. It means making Jesus my focus. It means making Jesus the one that I'm running after. It means that every single day of my life I'm talking about Jesus. It means that every day I'm trusting in Jesus. It means that above all things, my heart's desire is to know Jesus more and more. It means that Jesus is the one who has captured my heart. Who are we going to fix our eyes on? Jesus! Wonderful. Fantastic. You see, no one likes being a loser, okay? No one enjoys being a loser. I was in a a quiz last uh, Sunday night uh, at a place in Kefili. Uh, and uh, do you know what? I've discovered that there are a lot of people that are very competitive. I don't know if, I won't mention any names, okay, this morning. But I was in a quiz and some people really, really don't like losing. Some people are very competitive. But do you know what? It doesn't matter if you're competitive or not. No one likes losing. I can guarantee you this morning there is nobody in this room that enjoys losing. And if we want to win, we have to fix our eyes on Jesus. No one enjoys losing because every single person here this morning was created to win. Amen? Wonderful. And the word for us today is this. If you want to win, that means that if you want your marriage to be the best it can be, if you want success in the workplace, if you want health in your body, if we want to see this place grow, if we want to see people saved, If we want to see a move of God like we have never seen before, if we want to see this city turned upside down, we have to keep our eyes fixed upon Jesus. It says in the scripture that we read earlier, it says, Consider him so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And I just want to encourage you this morning, if you're feeling tired this morning or you're feeling weary in your Christian walk, two things. Firstly, welcome to the club because Jesus never promised that it would be easy. Secondly, I just want to encourage you, consider him this morning. Fix your eyes upon him this morning. Who are we going to keep our eyes fixed on? Jesus! Fantastic, wonderful. Man, you guys are loud this morning. It's good. So, uh, let's just have a look at where we are here. Oh, a couple of uh, things just to say. You know the enemy does not want you to win this morning? The enemy is out to see that you fail in every single area of your life. And what is the main tactic that the enemy uses? Let me tell you one of the main tactics that the enemy uses to see that you fail. It's this. It's distraction. Okay? The one thing the enemy wants for you is to take your eyes off Jesus. Because if he can just get you to do that, then you'll find that everything around you will fall apart. I don't know if anyone saw the Olympics. Well, of course you did. But there was a story in the Olympics where the guys were lining up for, I think it was the 100 meters, I'm not sure. And they got ready on their marks. And then suddenly, someone from the crowd chucked a bottle onto the track. Did anyone see that in the Olympics or hear about it? They chucked a bottle onto the track. Now, if it was me, and I'd been training for however many years, and I was ready to do the race of my life, and somebody chucked a bottle behind me, I would have said, whoa, hold on a minute. I would have turned around and said, excuse me, can you come and pick that up, please? I would have said something like that, yeah? 
But you know what these guys did? They were down on their marks. They were getting set to go. And you know what? When that bottle came behind them and landed, they may have heard it. I don't know. But the thing is, is they all kept their eyes completely set on the finish line. And that is what God's heart is for every single one of us. That no matter what goes on around us, whether it's disaster, whatever distraction it might be, God wants every single one of us to have our eyes completely fixed on Jesus. And that is God's heart for us. Peter was walking on the water. And uh, it says, the word says, that it was when he saw the wind and the rain around him that he began to sink. It was when he took his eyes off the one who had called him that he began to sink. And I just want to encourage us this morning, who are we going to keep our eyes fixed on? Jesus! That's right, fantastic. For those of you that haven't given your lives to Jesus yet, for those of you that aren't saved yet and don't know where you're going to be spending eternity, I just want to tell you this morning that the enemy is throwing everything at you right now. On your left and on your right. And he's trying to convince you that all these things around you are going to fulfill you, are going to give you a purpose. But do you know what? You haven't got your eyes on the very person who wants to save you. I'm here to tell you this morning, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, Jesus is the one who can save you. Amen? But for those of us that have been walking with Jesus for many, many years, and we think that we are so sorted, (laughs) I just want to remind us this morning that nobody is beyond being distracted. Okay? No one is beyond being distracted from taking their eyes off Jesus. So what are the things that we get distracted by? What are the things that take our focus off Jesus? Because some of these things can be quite subtle. Okay, so we're just going to read through a few of them, just to bring them out into the open so that we're uh, you know, all clear. Here are a few of the things. The first thing I've got here is good works and pleasing other people. There's a story in the Bible of Jesus visiting uh, two people, uh, two ladies, And one of these ladies was so busy, she was preparing the house, she was running around, clearing up everything, she was making amazing food, and you know what? She missed the fact that Jesus was sitting in her own home. Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, the King of all the world, was sitting in her own home. And then there was another lady, and her name was Mary, I think, is that right? Nice one. <laughs> and do you know what it says about Mary? It says that Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. I don't want to be somebody that misses out on sitting at the feet of Jesus. And do you know what, guys? Sometimes we can be so busy doing things, whether it's projects or outreach events or keeping your home kingdom or even things like spending hours helping somebody or going for coffee with somebody. We can be so busy filling up our diary with all these different things that sometimes we can miss sitting at the feet of Jesus. And those things are all amazing and they're all wonderful. And man, we need more people to serve in these different areas of things we're doing. But you know what? When they take your eyes off Jesus, they become a distraction. Who are we going to keep our eyes on? Jesus! Wonderful. Fantastic. So good works and living to please other people. These things can distract us. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. So another thing we've got, which is this wonderful word, which is religion. See, the Pharisees were so concerned with doing things the right way that they didn't have a clue who was standing right in front of them. And you know, people get so caught up 
in things that are religious. And you might say to yourself, Jess, man, I'm not religious, man. You know, I, I, I put my hands up in worship. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Yeah? You might say to yourself, I'm not religious. I speak in tongues. You know? But do you know what? Something I've been realizing recently is that religion has got more to do with your heart than it has to do with what you do. I just want to encourage us this morning. I want to challenge us this morning. Are my eyes fixed on Jesus or am I more interested in attending a church meeting? Are my eyes fixed on Jesus or am I more concerned with the etiquette of how we do things at all nations church? Are my eyes on Jesus or am I more interested in maintaining a very neat, comfy church lifestyle? You see, those that have their eyes fixed on Jesus haven't got time for any religious thinking. I hope this story makes sense that I'm about to say now. When we were in the Philippines, we basically went to this one church, and it was a thriving church. God was doing such great stuff. People were being saved and added every single day. And I think it was Maggie who turned to her, to to the pastor, the leader of the church, and said, how many people have you got in your church? You know, how many, what are the numbers you have in your church? And you know what? The leader of that church turned to us and honestly, he looked us right in the face and he said, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> and we were like, what? What, you don't have a clue how many people? Sure, man, hold on a minute. You're supposed to be accountable for these people. You're supposed to have your database. Do you know what I mean? You're supposed to know exactly what's going on. He didn't have a clue how many people were in his church. The only thing he knew was the fact that people were being saved and people were being added to his church. The only thing he knew was the fact that he had to smash a wall down in his tiny little building because he couldn't fit everybody in. And I'm not saying that we, need to know, you know, that we don't need to know how many people are in our church and be accountable. But what I'm saying is there is a man who is so focused on Jesus, he's so excited about Jesus, that he hasn't got time to worry about the numbers or things like that. Who are we going to fix our eyes on? Jesus! Fantastic. Great. Let's have a look at another thing. Worldly lusts. We don't hear that talked about on a Sunday morning much, do we? (laughs) Things that draw your attention off Christ. You know, a man came to Jesus, and the man said to Jesus, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus turned to him, and Jesus said, you need to give away all your money. And you know what I like to think happened? I like to think that the man looked at Jesus, and then he looked at his money, And then he stayed looking at his money. He didn't look back to Jesus. And I just want to encourage us here this morning. These are the things that take our eyes off Jesus, whether it's money, whether it's drink, whether it's food, whether it's pornography. These things, whether it's material possessions, these things draw our attention off Christ. And you know, these things are very real spiritual temptations. Let me encourage you in this. It's not just something in the world that you're dealing with. It's the enemy that is trying to distract you to take your eyes off Jesus. I want to encourage you today. They're all rubbish compared to Christ. It's not just something we say without thinking. They are all rubbish compared to Christ. With the pornography thing, I'm not talking to young teenagers. I'm talking to older men in this room. It takes your eyes off Christ. It's not worth it. Okay? Who are we going to fix our eyes on? Jesus! 
Wonderful, fantastic. You know, the sad thing about all these distractions, good works and pleasing others and religion and worldly lusts, you know what the sad thing is? Is if we give ourselves to them, if we feed on them, then you know what happens is we become hungry for them. And what happens is we start relying on them. And what, we start, what starts happening is we find our security in them. And everything that Jesus is meant to be to us, these things are replaced with that. So then... I just want to help us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, and uh, I've just got a few keys for us, okay? Uh, I always lose my keys at home. I'm always running around the house saying, Kate, where are my keys? Where are my keys? And so I'm learning to hold on to my keys. I want to encourage you this morning, if you don't get anything out of this meeting today, just hold on to these three keys. They will help you, okay? So the first key to helping us to fix our eyes on Jesus is simply this. It's very simple. Make a decision. Make a decision. You say, Jez, surely we need to do something more spiritual than that, Jez. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Surely I need to spend hours weeping before the Lord or something like that. No, do you know what? For some of us here this morning, this is the most spiritual thing you can do this morning. Without any pretty music playing, without bowing your heads, without sobbing for hours before the Lord, (laughs) all you need to do this morning is to make a very simple decision. You know, we, have, we often underestimate the power of our own decisions. Decide this morning that you're going to be someone who fixes their eyes on Jesus. Resolve this morning that you're going to be somebody that no matter what comes your way, you're not going to get distracted from keeping your eyes on Jesus. Determine in your heart that you want Christ and nothing else. Decide that no matter what you're going through, you're going to keep your eyes on him. And let me encourage you in this, in making this decision this morning. If I can just whisper to you, don't be so British about it. (laughs) In the decisions that we're making this morning, be passionate about your decision making. Do you know what? God wants more people that are passionate. So in your decision making this morning, be passionate, be stirred. Be deliberate. Be relentless in your decision making. If you're not saved and you're here this morning, I want you to know it's not a mistake that you're here this morning. God's plan was always for you to be here this morning. And I want to encourage you. Do you know what? Getting right with God is as simple as making a decision. Do I keep my eyes on myself and everything I'm living for? Or do I turn to Jesus and live for him? So make a decision. Secondly, speak in tongues. You know, there are so many things that I could have talked about this morning about how to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. You know, I wanted to speak about prayer, but I thought maybe I'd get a years-long teaching to talk about prayer. I don't know. But I just thought, speaking in tongues, check this out. There are so many things I could have said, but speaking in tongues is something that often gets forgotten. We come on a Sunday and we start speaking in tongues and everything. But then we go home and we go for maybe, you know, five, six days without even speaking in tongues. Uh, At Bible week, we found with the kids that a lot of them speak in tongues and have an amazing Holy Spirit encounters at Bible week. But when throughout the the rest of the year, they're not speaking in tongues at all. I'll just carry on, Tom. Sorry. And you know what? Um, You know what that tells me? That tells me that parents aren't speaking in tongues. (laughs) It's very straightforward. So I just want to encourage you, speak in tongues. When Kate got saved, she, uh, Kate's my wife, when Kate got saved, she said something that will always stick to me. 
when she was first saved in those first uh, few months, she said, I know that God is real because I'm able to speak in this supernatural language. <laughs> yeah? And sometimes when you've been a Christian for so many years, speaking in tongues can become so flat and so, oh, we just do it, you know? Have you got any idea what a miracle it is to be able to speak in tongues? And I'm telling you, I meet up with a bunch of guys to pray every week. Little shout out to Don Matheson, little shout out to Mark Smithers, wherever you are. But we meet up every single week and we pray. And do you know what? There have been times when we're speaking in tongues that my focus is so much on Jesus that I completely forget everything else that's going on around me. Let me encourage you, make a decision today to go away and speak in tongues. If you don't speak in tongues, God wants to give you this amazing gift. Now, whether we're doing that after I've finished or whether, we, you know, whether your friend who brought you can speak to you about it, just get that gift. It makes you so strong. Honestly, when I'm feeling weak as a Christian, I just sit down speaking tongues for like five minutes. And you know what? I feel alive to Christ and my eyes are set completely on him. So speak in tongues. Last thing then, speak about Jesus. Carrying on from speaking in tongues, I just want to encourage you guys that, you know, I know we've heard this preached many times before, but our words are so, so, so important. They're so important. The Bible tells us that if you're able to control your tongue, you're able to control everything about yourself. How amazing is that? Yeah? It also tells us that faith comes by hearing. And therefore, if you speak, you hear. And if you hear, then faith comes. Let us be a people that speak about Jesus. Let us be a people who have Jesus on our lips all the time. Don't wait for your life group leader to tell you, what has Jesus done this week? When you arrive at life group, turn up and be somebody that wants to speak about the amazing things that Jesus is doing. When you wake up in the morning, let Jesus be the first words that come out of your mouth. Kate and I have got a little competition going on at the moment, which is who can be the first person to talk about Jesus in the morning? Turn it into a game if you need to. It doesn't matter. Be somebody that speaks about Jesus. When you're talking to your friends at work about God, don't just say, oh, God did this and God did that. Say Jesus. Because you know what the amazing thing is in the society that we live in today is the fact that you can talk about God all you like, but the moment you say the name Jesus... Suddenly, people are offended, people are taken aback, because there is power in his name. You know, even just saying his name, who are we going to fix our eyes on? Jesus! Even just saying his name, we'll say that one more time so that the Pembertons can say it. Who are we going to fix our eyes on? Jesus! Even just saying his name, there is power in that. Let me encourage you this morning, don't speak about your problem. Don't speak about your circumstance. Speak about him. Don't speak about the need you have. Speak about him. Who are we going to fix our eyes on? Jesus! (laughs) You know, God loves to hear his church speak. We have so much teaching on prayer and how we must listen to the Holy Spirit. And I think that's very important, obviously, to just spend time listening to God in prayer. But you know what? God loves to hear his church speak. So when you leave here today, make the decision, I'm going to start speaking more about Jesus. Again, I have to say it, don't let it be a cringy thing, you know? Don't suddenly uh, jump into Christian mode, you know, when you're talking about Jesus. He's real, he's doing wonderful things in your life. You don't need to be embarrassed to use his name. You have been given the authority to use his name. 
So speak about Jesus. So there are just a few thoughts for us. Make a decision. Speak in tongues. Talk about Jesus. You know, God's heart for every single person in this room is that you might win. His heart for you is that you might succeed. His desire for you is that you might do well. But we have to keep our eyes fixed on him. And you know, when he has caught your attention, when Jesus has caught your attention, you suddenly realize that everything else is like rubbish compared to knowing him. He truly is a wonderful, wonderful God. Just imagine a church that sets their eyes only upon Jesus. Just imagine what God could do with a people like that. We could shake this whole nation. What we're going to do now is we're just going to have a little track that's going to be played, which is a song that just talks about Jesus. And it would be great if we could all just sit quietly and give Jesus room to speak to us and to take our attention. You've been listening to a message from All Nations Church Cardiff. To download other messages, subscribe to our podcast, or find out more about us, log on to www.allnationschurch.org.uk. Thank you.